Hey everybody, this is Father John Ricardo with Acts 29, and in the middle of all the craziness and the uncertainty that's going on right now, it seems from our perspective as a team that it's worth using these days to reflect in a more deliberate way on the scriptures every day, which for many of us now is the only spiritual food that we're receiving. And so we're going to do a special podcast series simply entitled, Be Not Afraid, God's Word in Uncertain Times. And we'll try to post something every day, usually reflecting on the scriptures so that we can listen in on what God is trying to say to us in these days. In some of the dioceses around our country today is the feast of the ascension of our Lord Jesus into heaven. For us here in the Archdiocese of Detroit, and for most dioceses for that matter, uh, Ascension Thursday is, interestingly enough, celebrated this coming Sunday. Regardless, we're coming to the close of the Easter season with the Great Feast of Pentecost right up ahead now for all of us. And we've been trying to make the case throughout these 40 days of Easter so far that the message of Easter is not Jesus has risen and you will too. In other words, Jesus has risen and you will get to heaven. Although, goodness gracious, that's true by all means, at least if we stay stay faithful to him, right? But the message of the gospel over and over again, as we see in the Acts of the Apostles, and yet again here today in the reading that's given to us for the weekday, not for Ascension Thursday, is that Jesus has risen, there's work to do. That's why in the first reading that will be given to us for the Feast of the Ascension, whether it's today or Sunday, depending upon where we live, has that little passage in it in Acts chapter 1, where as the Lord is ascending and the apostles are looking up into the sky, these two messengers, these two angels, come to the apostles and and basically rebuke them, saying, "Uh, guys, what are you doing? Why are you looking up into the sky? Like, in other words, stop looking up and get busy and go to work. And that's what we see Paul doing over and over and over again in the Acts of the Apostles and in his letters. In today's first reading from Acts chapter 18, here's what it says at one point. Paul began to occupy himself totally with preaching the word, testifying to the Jews that the Christ was Jesus. Now, what in the world does this mean? and Why is this so important for us? In other words, we could translate this as the Messiah is Jesus, or the Anointed One is Jesus, or perhaps beginning getting a little bit more political now, which is certainly what Paul is doing. The King, the rightful King of heaven and earth is Jesus. Remember in the end of Matthew chapter 28, when Jesus says to the apostles in that great commission, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Jesus is the Lord, not of only heaven, but in fact of this world. He's the fulfillment of all that God had promised in what we call the Old Testament. He is enthroned as king. That's what we're going to celebrate on ascension. That is to say, he and not Caesar or perhaps for us here in the United States, he and not the Republican Party, or the Democratic Party, or the Independent Party, or any other party, 
or any other person. He and he alone is Lord. And our task as disciples of Jesus is to live loyal to him as our king, which means starting with surrendering to him and then asking him to bring our minds into conformity with his mind and then to let our thoughts, guided by his thoughts, become action so that we strive to bring about his kingdom on earth even as it is in heaven, as we pray every day, many of us in the Our Father, many times a day. And again and again, we've been saying that to be sure, uh, the world is not going to be all that God intended it to be until Jesus returns in glory. But that does not mean that you and I aren't supposed to get busy trying to do everything we can to do what we can in our own area of the world to bring things into conformity with the Father's plan. That's why mission is part and parcel of this life that we live. And the goal isn't simply to get to heaven. The goal is to do all that we can to bring the world into conformity with the Father's plan. As an example of this, I had a chance recently to watch the movie Just Mercy. Perhaps some of you have seen this, or maybe you read the book. I read the book a couple of years ago. And without being able to credibly verify every detail of the book or the movie, I do know enough of the justice system from a variety of people to know that the justice system is one place among all places which is in need of continually being purified and bring, being brought into conformity with the Father's plan. Mindful that we're always dealing with persons of dignity because every person's created in the image and likeness of God. But, th- but the point in mentioning the movie is just, here's an example of a man who is profoundly agitated by the fact that something is not right, something is not just. Remember, justice is to give to somebody what they're rightfully due what they truly deserve. And injustice is when we give to somebody something that they don't deserve or that when somebody who deserves something else gets off scot-free, it could be the other way around. And so as this man used the gifts that God had given him and uses the gifts that God has given him, at least by all accounts from the movie, to try to bring that sphere of his life into conformity with how God intended the world to be. So you and I, in whatever we do, whether we're physicians or nurses or teachers or uh, attorneys or we're in politics or we're a stay-at-home dad or we're a farmer or whatever we are, it's an encouragement and an example for us to do what this man did who was simply, at least in, in my understanding of what I'm watching, imitating Paul who was doing what he was doing because he was trying to do all that he was doing in such a way as to have his thinking in conformity with the mind of Jesus, and then his actions, which follow from thinking, likewise in conformity with Jesus. So as we continue to look forward to, or perhaps we're celebrating today, the Feast of the Ascension, let's thank the Father in Heaven for giving us his Son. Let's acknowledge him as Lord. Let's ask him for the grace to surrender more fully to him today. Let's pray for the grace to be loyal to him today. 
Let's ask him to conform our thinking to his way of thinking, and then to act according to those thoughts. God's created you for this moment. He's created me for this moment in the midst of everything that's happening. He's got a plan for us. He wants to use us. He wants to use us to give hope to a world that is longing for hope. And the reason for hope is because Jesus is Lord and he's defeated the powers of evil and he's bound the strong man and he's crushed sin and death and he wants his world back. Let's work today in such a way, live today in such a way, speak today in such a way, love today in such a way as to be instruments in his hands. Do not be afraid. God is with you, and you were born for this.